day and welcome to Holding Fast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening in to this podcast today. I hope it's encouraging to you. I know it has been to me just in doing the preparation. Glad that you're here. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable truth of God's Word? Been meditating recently. I'm drawing this week to this week's podcast to a close, and I'm coming to what is going to be available to you folks on Friday, the 5th. And I'm just so excited about just spending some time in in one of my favorite psalms that uh, I turn to over and over again. It's a relatively brief psalm. It's only 19 verses in our English Bible. But uh, I wanted to spend some time with it today because it has ministered to my soul so many times. And undoubtedly, it's ministered to countless others down through the centuries uh, from when it was written. The title today of of uh, the the podcast could be the helper of the helpless or how to repay God. Uh, I want to uh, meditate on this. I'm looking at Psalm 116. I know you're probably not there where you could open your Bible and look at it, but Psalm 116 is is noticeably marked up in my Bible because the words of it have just ministered to my soul in so many ways. Um, the, the, the psalm itself starts out with, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications, because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Wow, that's an incredible statement of faith that the psalmist puts in God. This is really an individual hymn of praise to God for his gracious deliverance. And apparently, when this psalm was written, it really sprang forth out of an intensely uh, difficult, severe circumstance that the psalmist, I mean, to the point where you read this psalm and you get the impression that the psalmist thought he was literally going to die. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever been in such a circumstance in life that you just felt like you were just, uh, you might, you're going to just die right there? It's an intensely personal statement in this psalm uh, of not just concern that he might die, but because that's just from what, the circumstance from which this psalm sprang from, but it it is an intensely personal statement, really, of thanksgiving and gratitude for God in the way that he has answered prayer. Have you ever taken the time just to pause and instead of asking God for anything, just saying, Lord, you've been so good to me. You've answered my prayers. You've responded to my needs. You've been there in my darkest hours. That's kind of what this psalm is all about. It's it's a thanking the Lord uh, for God's answers to his prayer. Matter of fact, the phrases I called, you can underline these in the psalm when you get a chance, or will call are repeated through the psalm in two, verse 2, verse 4, verse 13, verse 17, indicating that God does care for those who are helpless, that he responds to our prayers, that prayer is just not some empty exercise that he gives you to spend time on, but rather he says that we are to pray without ceasing in the New Testament because prayer changes things. It really does. And he responds to your prayers. In fact, Psalm 116 falls right in the middle of a series of praise psalms that go from 113 to 118 as a confirmation, as a reminder, as a tender uh, confidence builder that God 
hears not just the corporate prayers that are made in a church body or in a in a prayer meeting itself, but that it's a reminder that uh, that God hears individual prayer as well. It's good for you to praise Him. Uh, I counted it up in this book, and the term I or me or my occurs in every verse of the psalm except for two of them, verses 5 and 19. The word I occurs 18 times, my nine times, me seven times. In other words, it is good that we go to church. It's great that we pray. It's good that we get together in prayer groups and, and we lift up our voices together before the Lord. But there is no substitute for this for this warmth of personal, passionate thanksgiving for God's work that he's doing in your life. How good and how faithful he has been. Some translators treat this as two separate psalms, but they really belong together because they are together in the original. They actually form a complementary message. Since the first part of the psalm, up through verse 9, extols what God has done for the psalmist, and the second part is, here's what I'm going to do in response, dear God, to you, for your answers to my prayer. And so there's some overlap, but it's a great psalm. Let me just give you a few things from it that just hopefully will whet your appetite. Uh, again, this is a very personal experience. It's really kind of a diary of the deepening faith of a of the psalmist, the one who is writing. Uh, it's experience. If you have walked with God for any amount of time, and I meditated on this a lot as I'm sitting here in my study. The longer that I walk with God, the longer that I kneel at His feet, and the longer I partake from His Word and I meditate on it, my experience, and I think every child of God's experience, is that my faith begins to deepen, my confidence and assurance in God and His protection and His deliverance in everything in my life, that genuinely I have become the apple of His eye, not because I have anything to offer God, but because it's in His nature to love. This theme of deliverance dominates throughout the whole psalm, and, and what becomes obvious is how He records what happened to Him in the past, the present. And what will happen to him in the future because of the conviction that he's lived through this? In other words, the psalmist is writing in Psalm 116 that God is able to do what he does because he's an, he has an unchanging nature. Um, in verse 3 of 116, it says, The sorrows of death compassed me, or they surrounded me, and the pains of hell uh, grabbed hold upon me, and I found trouble and sorrow. Verse 4, then called I upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. And then verse 5, gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. I love that, and that brings out a truth I want to highlight for you and leave with you before the Lord's day when I'm releasing this. This man who wrote this psalm was totally at the mercy of some traumatic struggle in his life that threatened him. He experienced 
deliverance. And he had time to reflect on those truths. And he gives us one here right off the bat because these truths stand out unmistakably from the text. They're literally stabilizing thoughts that you can count on to be true no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what your living is, these truths you can count on to be what's true. They, these are the reasons for thanksgiving. Of course, we're entering into our Thanksgiving month in November, but I wanted you to notice in verse 5, when the scripture says, Gracious is the Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. You know, God's disposition towards his children, his attitude towards his children is gracious and righteous. It's full of compassion. Hey, let me ask you today, what have you experienced of the grace and compassion of God? Can you enumerate those? Do you even have enough paper to do that? I mean, if you know the work of salvation in your heart, just to begin with, where he has literally taken your sins and cast them away, um, that's a great place to begin. Reflecting on that work of God's going to bring gratitude in your life. That's one of the wonderful things. God's gracious mercy is seen in every day, in all the provision of health and the daily necessities. But I don't think it's any more full. His graciousness is any more full than when he provides salvation. I'm so grateful to God that he did not leave me to to grope my way through this life not knowing what eternity holds. He saved me by His grace. He's cleansed me from my sin. And that is God's disposition toward those who are His people. And He keeps protecting. That leads me to verse 6, a great truth. There's many here, but I'm only going to give you a couple here today. The Bible says, The Lord preserveth the simple. Hey, aren't you glad of that today? Are you a simple person? I mean, really, when you think about that, the Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. I am so glad God protects the simple hearted people, meaning those who are, are childlike, those that are, <laughs> if we're really brutally honest with ourselves, oftentimes we're, we're open to persuasion, easily led astray. Uh, as a true believer, what God is saying here in verse 6 is that those who have that simple childlike um, uh, faith uh, as a true believer, one who has an unsuspecting trust in God, one whose single-minded aim is to honor God, that's the simple-hearted. I mean, if you're sincere and without a hypocrisy in your pursuit of God, now, you can be assured today in this passage of Scripture that because of that, God's going to protect you. Do you remember Nathaniel, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 47? Uh, behold, a, a, a Hebrew, a, a, a Jewish man in whom there is no guile, deceit. He was simple-hearted. That was Nathaniel. Those who have a simple, unwavering trust in God will receive his protection. He is, you are the object of his affection and protection. Then last of all, his compassion really compels us to have hearts of worship and gratitude. Uh, this is what the Lord is, uh, verse 10, I love this. I believed, the Bible says, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? 
I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Uh, And he just goes on exclaiming, uh, I will, verse 17, offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. Um, In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, praise ye the Lord. Well, we have a lot to be grateful for. He is the helper of the helpless. Today, as you prepare your heart for the Lord's day, I'm asking you to perhaps meditate on Psalm 116. Get your heart in order. Be prepared to come to the house of God. Um, Don't be lazy. Get out of bed. Get ready. Get dressed. Get to the house of God. If you're a child of God, I shouldn't even have to tell you this. You ought to know better than that. You know that God delights and inhabits our praise and that the first day of the week is the Lord's day. You've had six days to do your stuff. Now get up and get out and do what the Lord wants and give Him the worship and the praise He so richly deserves. I'm praying for you. I want you to grow in your walk with God. Stay faithful to Him and we'll see you in the next